Hello and welcome to Personalized Learning with Matt and Courtney. Wait, are you seriously recording? Staying in. <laughs> yeah, I can do the same time you want. We're that quick. Ready to start? Amazing. I know. I don't, I'm getting professional. It's been two years. It's been over two years. <laughs> Hello, welcome to Personalized Learning with Matt and Courtney. This is Matt. This is Courtney. How are you? I'm pretty good today, Matt. How are you? I'm good. We've been doing this for two years. Two years. So we're going to keep talking about the same stuff we always talk about, which is what? <laughs> the do-dos and don't-dos of personalized learning. That we are. Yeah. So we're going to come back to an old topic today that never, none of this stuff really ever goes away. So, <laughs> no. which it's it's not like we, you know, I've, I've worried sometimes that's, geez, we repeat ourselves so much on some things. Some things are like evergreen topics that we always talk right, about. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. No, it's fine. Because we have to, like, we, we evolve, right? So we want, yeah. hopefully we'll bring something new and uh, hopefully you'll keep listening. So thanks for listening if you made it this far. <laughs> right. Our, our three people who've been listening to us for two years. Thanks, everyone. Diehards. <laughs> So we're going to talk today about what? Um, so we're going to talk about personalized learning um, in uh, primary grades. I like that. Yeah, me too. Kind of goes with our theme of uh, we talked about pre-K a couple episodes we ago. We did. You're right. So I'm going to a conference this weekend and really going to focus on like the younger kids. No way. Yeah. So what it's, conference? It's, going to be, it's called the Future Now Conference. Hey. And it's out in San Diego at the Design 39 campus. Nice. And we're going to talk about uh, emotional intelligence and social emotional learning and entrepreneurship cool. with uh, like uh, primary kids. Yeah, you know what? So those are the sessions I've picked. So I'm excited. Sounds awesome. It sounds awesome. Oh my God. It's going to be so good. Yeah. Plus, it's San Diego. So you'll be also extra bonus. You'll yes. have a great time. <laughs> Matt really likes San Diego. I do. <laughs> Anybody listening out there, have a job for have me. Have a job for Matt? <laughs> no. I'm your man. No. <laughs> So anyway, so let's talk about yeah. About so that with so like this is kids. this is on my mind because I am uh, running a training today in my district about um, applied learning, which is kind of the the term we use for um, personalized learning that is more focused on um, the content areas. Uh, duh, everything's a content hmm. area. More focused on like declarative knowledge than procedural knowledge. I think okay, that's what I should say. So yep. things like science, social studies, health, visual arts, like kind of that kind of stuff. Nice. Rather than reading and writing and math. Okay. Um, and so one of the the perennial questions I always get is, well, well, what does this look like in the primary? What does this look like in social K or social one or social two? Right. And um, I don't think it's that people think that they can't do it you know like that the learners themselves can't handle it right i think it's just that um for whatever reason it's difficult for people to translate these concepts into actual practices at that level okay um so um so like an example so let's talk about so let's let's talk about this okay. so um an example so one of the tenets of personalized learning right is voice and choice mm -hmm. Um, and we have talked at length about how choice does not mean wide open choice. I'm deciding if I'm going to do math today or right. not. Right. And so um, I kind of think of it, I think I think of it as an inverted triangle. Okay. Um, or a funnel, right? So, and at the wide end of that triangle or the funnel is um, um, graduation, mm -hmm. right? And up there and then at the, the 
tiny end of the funnel, the point of the triangle is, um, you know, entering public school okay. or age, right? You sure. know, like youngest, oldest learners. Okay. Um, and I think that you, that's how you kind of think about the amount of choice you're actually giving and even the kinds of choices you're giving. That makes a lot of sense. Right. Okay. Why do you think that makes sense? Uh, because if you're at the if you're at the bottom of the triangle, it seems like you know you can you can slowly it's like gradual release yeah a little bit for kids that you don't want to give them really any choice at the beginning because they're they don't know anything right. they, they don't even know how to like maneuver school right. at, at pre K or, or kindergarten right, right? there's right. their first year so yeah. they got to figure out all the other stuff so you really really handhold them along and the more they get experienced with actual schooling you can give them a little more choice throughout so when you're at the top of that triangle and you say it's graduation they've been through years and years of what is what this is like yes and so that you have more options as a learner there yeah they have more options that's that's, content wise that's a really good way to think about it. yeah and more options process wise just understanding how all of this works right yeah so that's kind of how i think about it so we were talking through um kind of what an applied learning opportunity would look like in a second grade, social second grade room where um, the topic that they're working with is habitats. Like, nice. so much fun. Like, I'm already like, oh my God, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> like, um, and they've come up with a fantastic driving question. We talked a lot about what makes a driving question. And so mm-hmm. they've decided that their driving question is what makes a home? Oh, that's amazing. a super good question. <laughs> it's amazing. I like that. Yeah, it's such a great driving question. Um, and, you know, and so then we did QFT because they're like, well, what if we want our kids to kind of have sub questions? I was like, yeah, okay, well, here's a process for doing that. And then it's like, okay, well, how do I do this with non-writers? What's QFT? Question formulation technique. Thank you. Yeah, it's a process for helping learners um, generate questions. And it's super cool. It is super cool. And you can do it with kindergartners. And, right. Absolutely. So, like, kind of the – so the thing we came to was, like – Look, like the point is that every learner is asking questions. Mm-hmm. So by all means, do it with your whole class. You have to figure out a way that every single learner is asking questions. Yep. Right. That's yep. the. So you know what are the options here? So like this is often like what I was talking about with like translating these ideas into structures to make it actually work. So in an upper grade classroom, you could just have groups of four or five kids doing this because mm-hmm. they can write. Right. You need a scribe. Right. So okay, valid question. Some of my social twos aren't great writers or it takes forever to write, so how do we do this? Well, options, right? You could um, plan it and invite other adults in. Oh, okay. Right, get some volunteers or other teachers, whatever, people to come in. Mm -hmm. You have an adult with each group. Great. That's one way to solve that problem. Another way to solve the problem is to do it in centers so that Mm -hmm. one of the centers is QFT with the teacher. Oh, nice. Right? And then you as the teacher are the one. So the learners are still getting to do that. but it's just, yeah, how do you do it? Another option we came up with is like, well, you could have them audio right. record their QFT. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes other pieces of using QFT a little more cumbersome and longer, but it's still an option. Sure. Right. Okay. So that's kind of an example of just adapting structures to meet the younger younger learners' needs. So then we got to kind of the, the thing of choice. Okay. Where um, I can't just send them off. You know, my my sub question is, is like, you know, why do do toads, why do toads live on the earth and not the water? Or like, what's the difference between toads and frogs? Okay. Okay. Like, I can't just then send them off, give them the computer or, you know, say go. Right. 
Um, so how how am I then giving them choice if I'm the one still collecting all the resources or like okay. you know? And I was like, well, how do you how do you do it now? Mm-hmm. Well, I collect all the resources and then I let them kind of choose from there. Okay. Okay. That sounds fine to me. That sounds fine to me. Yep. Yeah, exactly. You as the teacher then collect all of the resources and um, have them available ahead of time for the learners. Sure. Um, you know, and people are saying, well, they're worried about just letting them go on the internet. And we're like, you don't have to put them on the internet. Sure. This is, it's not a tech question. No. Right. And that's, no, it's not a tech question. That's one of the, that's one of the things that people confuse personalized learning with. Yeah. It has to be tech. Yeah. And, and it doesn't. No. And it doesn't. It's a tool. Yeah. It's a tool. Right. And so, okay. So right now, Matt, so if you think about, uh, Sec, second social second graders what are they like they're like seven seven or eight seven or eight yep um and they're studying habitats what do you think are four habitats that are going to come up that most of the kids are going to want to study um like water habitats okay oceans oceans okay yeah. uh is is oceans and rivers different yeah they are okay uh rivers okay <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what about like, uh, like shore life? Oh, is, cool. Is that a separate one? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it could be. Absolutely. Right. Cause I think beach. you can, yeah, beachy type Estuaries. things. Estuaries. So, well, yeah, watch wow, out. word for the day. <laughs> so, uh, that, that would be three. And what about just like inland by my house? Do you know what type of habitat your house is I'm in? I'm not a second that? grader. Okay. <laughs> Rural? Well, so that, rural? <laughs> I don't really that, know. That's pretty close to what, what the second grade, social second grade teachers I'm working with came up with, right? They had okay. Arctic was one that for some reason all the kids oh, are interesting. into. Arctic. Well, you know, yeah. polar bears. Polar bears and penguins. Cool. They're are cool. amazing. Yeah, so Arctic, ocean, desert, and like, you know, lakes and rivers, kind of like that was okay. going to be. And I was like, okay, so how is so how is this still how is offering the kids choice and letting them ask their own questions how is it different from you know what you're prepping for now it isn't because kids are predictable yeah yeah they are yeah they are <laughs> you know for the most part yeah. I, I would say 99% of the time you kind of know with experience yes. what kids are going to be asking right what, what it's not going to be out of the oh fall. my god i no. never never would have come up with that no it isn't maybe once yeah. in a while right as in once in a long while, yeah. you'll get that weird question. It's like, right. oh, that's a cool question. Right. I don't have but anything then, prepared for that. I know. But then at that point, you're actually kind of like, I'm going to find stuff for this. Exactly. Kid. Like, yeah. So. And now you've become involved in the question. Right. Just like we want the kids to be engaged yeah. in that question because yeah. they're coming up with a question. Magic. It's awesome. Yeah. So for, um, so like the difference is just the amount of scaffold choice, right, that the kids are getting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we started talking about like, okay, well, like choice doesn't always have to be about content either. Right. Like choice is just about having some element of control in what's happening. So like you do not have to offer four different choices for an input resource. Right. You don't. No, you don't. Yeah. You don't. You can say, like, when I talked about, so kind of some of the ways you might do this, like, so centers, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. So you have a bunch of centers. You're not giving kids choice in what the centers are, but you might give them choice in the order in which they go to the centers. Mm -hmm. That right there is valid choice, and Mm -hmm. it is motivating enough, and that's appropriate 
for um, primary learners to it's have It's very that. simple. It's very simple choice, but it's yep. super powerful. It's just one thing that they control. Yep. And then I talked about how then you might start introducing actual choice. Okay. Right? Where, okay, so it centers. There are six centers. You only get to go to three. Or there's, you know, four centers. You only get to go to three. Which are you going to choose? Mm-hmm. And then you can even say, you know, everybody's attending this lesson with me. Mm-hmm. And then you get to choose two things out of this list of three. Right. Right. Start introducing things like that. So mm-hmm. it never has to be uh, super wide open. And I don't think it is appropriate for it to be complete wide open in the primary grades. I'm not sure if even it is at the upper grades until they, yeah. until they know enough right. on, on how to, knowing what that means. Yeah. What wide open choice means. Right. I mean, we don't really have wide open choice a lot in the things we do as teachers no. or educators. No, we It's don't. like it's within some boundaries. Yeah. And you basically have to pick and choose. Right. But it's not it's not always wide open. There are a lot of things I'd like to do yeah. that just don't work for us. Yeah. So that, yeah. That, that, that's fine. I think I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I, I think sometimes educators get hung up on the fact that voice and choice means it's wide open. Wide open. Right. When I agree. When they're doing a lot of voice and choice stuff already. Yeah. But maybe not putting that label on it necessarily yeah. or thinking about it that way. Yes. Which makes it seem a little more scary. Right. Right. And, you know, we and kind of we even went for like so you could think about choice across a day. You could think about choice across two days, you know, because then we were talking about the limit oh, right. limited availability of technology. Like, you know, mm-hmm. what, what, with the video thing, like I kind of put up showed like a sample learning menu kind of thing. And mm-hmm. they were like, well, you know, we don't have. You know, if we don't have enough, I was like, look, you don't have to do this in separate groups. You could just split it in two, you know, and be like day one, day two. You need to watch this video and do this other activity that's going to take an entire period. You can choose to do it today or tomorrow, but it has to be done. Mm -hmm. Choice. Done. Yeah. Right. And that solves your technology problem. Um, And then we talked about like choice across a week, kind of like giving the list of tasks you know, that need to be done, choices or not, and then teaching learners to plot their time across the week so that everything is done by the end of the week. So it's about that. It's it's gradual release of, of executive functioning skills, right? right? Exactly. That's what um, – so that's what we kind of talked a lot about today with the idea of personalized learning um, in the lower grades. Um, and with applied learning in particular, I think we've talked about the model of applied learning where there's, um, you know, motivation and then um, input processing and then output. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of looked at that that idea a little bit. And a lot of people were like, oh, I'm kind of doing a lot of this. I'm like, yeah. And one exactly. person even set out, she said, like, if I had only just added on reflection to this one thing I just did with the learners, you know, instead of they did this whole thing where they were um, building animals based on adaptations, like they were like they basically had to choose different animal parts and then put together an animal and like explain why it was like super animal. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, and, pretty but cool. but at the end, it just went home instead yep. of doing a share and a quick reflection. And this mm-hmm. was social second grade, which they totally could have done. Absolutely. Right. And that was the only thing holding it back from being what we would have called an applied learning opportunity. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So, um, so it's almost there. It's almost there. Right. In so many, it's just making sure you have all those pieces, right? right? Or like there's the project, but there isn't really a question or it isn't really, right. the targets aren't really clear and like, you know, or there's no choice whatsoever. Um, but 
So it's not a lot of change from what a lot of teachers are already doing. No. They just need to think about the structure of it a little bit and making yeah. sure those pieces are there. Yeah. 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 That's really good news, actually. Yeah, it was great. And I think... And I think that makes it less scary for teachers. Oh, totally. Yeah. Right? Everything we talk about, it's it's not really... It's not rocket science, right? But it is yeah. it is thinking through stuff. Yeah. Which I know that a lot of people get hung up in the day-to-day yeah. stuff and totally get it. Right. But if you just plan a little bit of that you're doing it sounds like most 80 percent 75 to 80 percent to 90 percent of that stuff is already being done yeah there's yeah. just needs a little tweak here and there about, right just a like little said, pull together. the question yeah. or the reflection it's just thinking about those things yeah it's already there you guys can all do this yeah, listening out there everyone can do this yeah yeah good so it's been good it's been it's been enjoyable makes me very happy yeah we are making changes with our three listeners that have been listening to us for two years Hopefully more of you. You know who you are. <laughs> All right. That was a great day today. You guys are amazing. It was wonderful. Yeah. All right. Get in touch with us on Twitter. Yeah. Send us questions. Send us. Excuse like, me. I just like burped on the podcast. That stay was disgusting. In it. Stay Gross. in it. Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know what you're thinking, what you want us to talk about. Yeah. Uh, you know, things, celebrations that you've had in your classroom. How, if the one change you have made this year, how is it working for you? Yeah. So it's, we're getting close to the end of the school year about. So maybe it's time for some reflection for ourselves. Awesome. So get in touch with us at uh, plearnmc.com or on Twitter. You know where to find us. Yup. So we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye.